You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, and welcome to The Compass, the podcast documenting the struggles of life as an artist. I'm Leah Walsh. My guest today is Phil Pickens. Phil is an incredible musician and songwriter. We went to the University of Evansville together, and I'm very excited to have him on the podcast and hear a little bit about his process and his experiences training as an actor and now pursuing music. I hope you enjoy the 24th episode of The Compass. So thank you so much for coming today, Phil. So what do you do to try to keep yourself from going to the dark side as an artist? Um, I try to stay very busy. Yeah. Try to avoid the dark side. Um, and that could be like anything, whether it's writing a song or seeing a friend's play or uh, just getting outside and walking around, taking a drive. I don't know, just doing anything to, so I don't feel like I'm void of, I don't know, creative energy. Mm-hmm. What is it, when you are feeling like you're going to the dark side, what does that mean for you? What does it feel like? Um, I guess it's just a feeling of uh, anxiety. Just yeah. feels like there's uh, some type of timer on myself and I'm about to implode or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's just like when I get that kind of feeling, it's like I gotta run away from it. I gotta do something. And, uh, you know, and then... Sometimes it's easier to do one thing than the other. That's a little frustrating at times. Uh, but, you know, just trying to keep your mind off of that, I guess. Are there times when, because you're, are you only pursuing music right now, or are you pursuing acting as well? Uh, just music. Just music, mainly. Yeah. Um, are there times when you feel like you can't, like you just can't <laughs> pick up your guitar and like, um work on something to get out of that place yeah definitely I mean you know like uh with my day job you know there'll be like certain periods of times where it's impossible so I have to kind of like prep myself and know that like for two weeks like this is not going to happen um and I just have to kind of be okay with that but then it's also like because I know what those times are like I can kind of prep in a way with the before and after and be like all right I gotta get this and this and this this done You can take advantage of the yeah. time that you do have. Exactly. And then, like, try to do something. Like, sometimes I have to travel for work, so I'll mm-hmm. be out of the country for a couple of weeks. And, um, 
most of the time I'm working from like 8 a.m. to like 8 p.m. Then like when I get back, like I don't want to do anything. So it's like yeah. it's it a little frustrating. Then like I miss the instrument or I miss like the act of like writing something. Um, so then I'll just I don't know, like I'll go to the gym on those days or something like that, or listen to new music. Or, mm. What is your day job right now? Is this the same place you've been at for a long time? Yeah, forever. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell the listeners a little bit about what that is? I work for a fashion company. Mm-hmm. Fancy. Fancy. Um, it's not as glamorous as it sounds. Um, but it's like a full-time yeah, 9-to-5 like, type gig. Yeah, more like a 9-to-6 kind of gig. I think all 9-to-5s have kind of transitioned to longer hours, yeah. but full-time gig and then uh, I work for uh, wholesale so I work with different buyers from like department stores specialty stores across North America and try to sell them some clothes (laughs) how has it been how long exactly have you worked there that's the first question um I guess like eight years wow yeah is that pretty much the whole time you've been in New York yeah. Yeah. I uh, I got it through a temp agency, and that was like I was going around to different things. I was working in real estate for a little bit, and I was at the VH1 HR department <laughs> <laughs> for a little bit, and then uh, yeah, and then I went to work um, like in the fashion world. They have like two markets. They have like a fall winter collection that uh, we sell, and then a spring summer. So I worked on those markets. And what is that? How? What have the positives been about this this job as far as allowing you to work on your music? Um, I mean, I guess the positives have been that it's uh, it's still in like a creative mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, like you see the shows and they're inspiring. You know, you see like these crazy like gowns or suits or whatever, and you know that they came from an idea. I right. Um, so it's it's exciting to be a participant in that way. It's also, you know, it's a, you know, there's an artist mentality, I guess, that still runs through it. So, you know, if I have a gig or if I have something to do, like, they're a little more flexible or That's good. with me doing that. Yeah. Um, they support that you're also pursuing something yeah, else. Yeah. And then the first, first couple of years, I wasn't full time. Um, I would just kind of come in as a freelancer. And so, like, at that point, like, when I was still pursuing acting, I was able to go do shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and as long as it, like, didn't conflict with those two major markets, it, it worked out. Um, and then, like, as I kind of transitioned to music, I was like, well, I should kind of just do this full time, help make the rent. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and music for the most part is at night or the weekend, so that's something I can try to juggle. Right. There's not as much of the, like, oh, can you audition tomorrow at 2 p.m. going on? Yeah. And that would stress me out when I was doing that. It was just, like, trying to explain that all the time or just feel like I was always being an inconvenience. To somebody. Yeah. So does it give you a kind of stability? Do you feel like um, it gives you enough financially that you're like, okay, I I can allow myself to... So, yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of nice to like have a schedule. Uh-huh. Like 
So since you moved to New York, what was that transition from acting and musician to now focusing just on music? Was there a moment where you were like, oh, this is what I really want to be doing? Mm-hmm. It was just something that it was just like something I could release, you know. Um, were you always songwriting as well, or were you mostly playing other people's music? Um, like back I've in college, my own music. I've done like awesome. covers, but even like when I was first learning, I mean, I would do like I was taking like proper classical guitar lessons, and then I went into jazz, and so I was like learning all that. And then when I fell into jazz, then I was like improv, and then improv kind of <laughs> well, as an actor, that seems like the natural progression. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think like, and then, uh, yeah, and then going to school for acting, that was kind of a cool way to get in touch with like characters, like get in the heads of characters and stories and all that. And I think that also like influenced how I'd write a song, you know, and then that became just like kept evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, That's such a great theater, too. Yeah, yeah. And even through that process, like, I would just continue to, you know, play music in my apartment. I always just kind of used it as kind of just a therapeutic kind of thing, you Mm -hmm. know? so many people there's so many people and there's so much great art and then there's also so much bad art (laughs) and then like I don't know just kind of seeing all that put together and and then you know like after like a week or so being like oh I should probably find a job (laughs) no one's paying me to show up I don't know why (laughs) why is that damn it just kind of juggling both you know and I think like music was still like therapy I guess for me and mm-hmm. was you know working on the audition circuit and, and then I was asked to go back to Actors Theater for a show and that was awesome and then it went from like being two months like being creative you know which is amazing this is like liberating feeling of just like I get to wake up today I get to do this play I can wake up the next morning Just like doing that for like a month and a half was like awesome. 
think through all of that, I realized like the one thing that I always had uh, was music. And then I got the idea. I was like, oh, maybe I should share that. Just one day out of the blue. Yeah. Since know. you'd been playing since the age of 10. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe this is like, hmm. Yeah. You know, like I could, you know, whether I got the part or not wasn't up to me, but whether I went home and wrote a song was totally up to me. Yeah. Um, and I liked, I liked having that control and like being a part of, like, I liked the process of that, you know. That was the thing I liked about Actress Theater. It's all about new works and stuff like that. Like, that was just so cool to me. I was like, what can we, like, build? From scratch. Wouldn't that be great if we could? I know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like somewhere in the back of my mind I thought I could do that or something. Like, oh, I'll just, you know. I'll play all these great parts that yeah. I've always wanted to play. Exactly. Exactly. But, um, yeah, and then I think when I started like getting into like one, or the idea of like, oh, I should share this. I want to pursue this. I want to get more serious about writing songs. I want to do this in a more legit way. Right. You know, so if I get home from, you know, the day job at six every morning, by the time I get home at seven, then if I'm going to go back to work, what am I going to go back to work on? Right. The idea of juggling both that was too complicated for me. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the process for you, like, to have this control of being able to you have the control to go home and write a song. How does that all start for you? Is it usually more of like improving on the guitar, or is it like, oh, I have a lyric idea that? Yeah, I mean, I think or is it's like, all different? Yeah, it's yeah. Different. yeah, they all kind of present themselves in different ways. Mm-hmm. I think like when I first started doing it, it was a lot easier to get to the dark side because I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> I was just, I don't know, I was just trying to figure out how to do it. So then, like, I would just get stuck on, like, one phrase or, like, one idea, and it would just, like, haunt me for, like, days, mm-hmm. and I couldn't, I couldn't get out of it. Um, and then, like, the more I do it, the more I realize, like, you know, this isn't, like, you know, I'm not going on David Letterman tomorrow. Like, this is fine. Like, this is, like, this song doesn't have to be that precious. Like, it's right. not, you know, it shouldn't consume that much time. Or like you know, sketches. Like, yeah, sketches yeah. to get to one great idea, then just focus on one okay idea. <laughs> <laughs> now you play with like a band, yeah. right? Yeah, they're awesome. The Astronauts? The Is Astronauts. that what they're called? That's what I call them. <laughs> <laughs> it's your pet name? Yeah, that's my pet name. Um, what has that been like to kind of build build a band to play your music? It's been awesome. I mean, it's... 
Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, I, and they all come from theater backgrounds as well, which is great. (laughs) So it's like when you, we get in the room with a song, you know, like, you know, I could go in, I say like, okay, this is, this is the bass part or this is that, but like, really what we do is I come in with a song and then we just experiment with it and we just kind of, so everyone like creates their own parts and so we kind of, you know, build it from the ground up and that's what's really exciting because like an idea that I would have for like a bass guitar or like an electric riff, you know, like I'll be like, oh, that's cool, but then like they'll come in with their own idea and I'll be like, oh man, I would never right. thought of that. That is so cool. Um, so that's been super exciting. The collaboration part. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And when did you decide that that was something you wanted? To not just play solo? I mean, I think a little bit started when I was just trying to initially get gigs in the uh, in the city. And so at the time, I asked one of my friends, I was like, oh, how do you get a gig? <laughs> and, uh, and that friend here's how you do it and uh you want me to play with you <laughs> so, like, sure. so how do you do it for others information uh well you find a venue that you want to play at mm-hmm. that you can feasibly play at at that point you know and um like for me um it was my first i don't know i had like some different small gigs that i would get billed on like i would get it on the bill through other as far as like establishing my own bill, um, I went through some friends that had already played at this venue. They knew the booking agent. They just said, "Hey, you know, just say like, you know, we said good things, and you know, <laughs> spot, you know? Uh-huh. and so that's exactly how it happened. I just emailed the guy. I said, "Hey, you know, I just gave a big window. You know, it wasn't like can I play tomorrow at six? You know, right? Any time this month." <laughs> Any time. I'll play the lunch. I'll play the lunch. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I will work it out. Yeah. And uh, so then from that, then, you know, you go there and you be respectful of the venue and uh, staff and and I think like everything else. Is it the kind of thing where you have to promise like I'll bring 30 people with me or something? Yeah. Like 30 audience members? Yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, they definitely want acts in there that are going to fill up the bar that are going to, you know, make the money. I mean, that's what they're there for, you know. Um, so, you know, there was a little pressure of that. Then, like, the great thing is, like, having great friends <laughs> to support you, you know, and, like, you know, not being afraid to reach out and be like, I really yeah. need you guys to come. I need to make a good impression right. at this venue because I'd like to be asked back, you know. And then that also, like, increases your chances of having other people that don't know your music come and then more people to see it. Are there any favorite venues of yours now that you've been playing for a while in the city? I mean, I always go back to Rockwood. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's like, I think it was one of the first venues that I walked into in New York. And I was just like, oh, this is amazing. It's got a great vibe. It's got a great vibe. You feel like you're in the room with the artists. Mm-hmm. so connected and then the fact that they have it if you know um, someone play every hour it's like you know something's on your cup of tea you just have to give it a second <laughs> you know the next you know next band might be great or, yeah know, like it's 
Um, can you tell me a little bit about where you're from originally? Yeah. Uh, I'm from Stone Mountain, Georgia. Um, just kind of a kind of a suburban um, town east of Atlanta, about 20 minutes outside. Um, yeah. That's pretty close. That's pretty close to Atlanta. Yeah. Did you spend a lot of time in the city? Is there um, a big like music yeah, I had a car. music scene there? <laughs> What kind of bands would you see there? Um, I mean, I would see anything from, you know, rock and jazz, soul, like, you know, any show that you could get into, you know. That was under 21. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they were pretty good about it, too, at that time, you know. Do you have brothers and sisters? I do. I have um, a brother and two sisters. And what does your family make of you pursuing music as a career? Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. They're super supportive. My mom's always like, make sure you have plan B. Like, that's what she's always said. Like, <laughs> but now I realize, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, I guess I do have plan B. It's called this full-time yeah. job. It's like I'm doing A, B, C, D. Like, all well, especially since you've been at the same place for so long. It's yeah, definitely yeah. a solid plan B. Exactly. So. But no one else in your family has kind of gone this route? Really? We were, like trying to like learn together. Uh-uh. And then the, I don't know, I guess I just picked it up. <laughs> it's easier when you're a kid to pick up new things like that. Yeah. Well, yeah Languages, also, instruments. From, you know, school right. and, like, you know, Responsibilities are much lower yeah, at that exactly. point. Yeah, and I was a latchkey kid, so like as soon as I got home, it was just like, all right, guitar time. <laughs> so. And you're married to an artist as well. Yes. An actor, yes. among other things. Um, so what is that like for you guys? Do you kind of find a way to encourage each other Yeah, definitely. when you're juggling the, oh, the, I'm going to go off and do the job I'm not crazy about for eight hours and then yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's good to have, I mean, it's been great that way because like we get it, you know, it's like we have a good understanding of like what it is and, and it can be so frustrating. I know Frankie and I try to, we kind of have a rule that we can mostly follow where it's like if one of us is down, <laughs> the other one can't be down too. It's like oh, one yeah. or the other, or if we're both down at the same time, it's a mess. Yeah, <laughs> we try We try to stick to that yeah, yeah. so that plan. the whole household doesn't go under at the same time. <laughs> um, have you guys gotten to collaborate on any stuff together? Um, so, oh, yes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 
much sugar bomb. <laughs> How did that start? Um, it started because her uh, old roommate is a bass player. Mm-hmm. And then at the time, I was like five blocks away. Um, like I've invested in some recording equipment um, in my apartment that I've been able to kind of like toy with and figure out. And so, I don't know, we just, I don't know whose idea it was, but we're like, well, we're all here. Like, let's like, pick like four songs. What Christmas carols can we cover? I know, I know. Like, I think this past year we were trying to be more responsible about it and try to think of those things, like, in the fall. And it's really hard to think about the holidays during that time. But, like, you know, just, like, to kind of spit out ideas and say, yeah, what about this song and this song? And then then it usually just happens, like, the week (laughs) before the holidays. Everything's been crazy. Right. So what are you working on right now? I know I, I saw a Facebook invite today for an upcoming Rockwood show. Yes. But I think that you had mentioned that you just recorded something, or are you about to record something? Or? Yeah, I'm in, the, um, I'm in the process of recording. So um, last week of January, then we went into the studio for a couple of days, and we did like basic tracking for three songs, and just something that I kind of wanted to do. I kind of wanted to divide up the idea of creating an entire album in a week, I guess. Like, I wanted to, like, space it out a little bit just so, like, everyone had a little time to breathe. And mm-hmm. um, So what does basic tracking mean for, for well, my actor brain? It's, I mean, it's just basically we were kind of all set up in the room, all, you know, plugged in. We played the songs. Um, it's just basically, like, the... Know, the core of the song and then after that then there there can be things for like overdubs um, certain things that you don't want to record as you're doing it like sometimes if there's like a background vocal but you want to have the piano isolated you'll just feed in the um, background vocals later and do that as a secondary option um, and then it was also fun because there's also like different instruments that you can kind of play with that like besides like what we can do at a live show to say like oh well for this recording wouldn't it be cool if we did this like if everybody's playing yeah. two different instruments yeah, on that like track the idea that everyone could have like eight hands like, <laughs> and like throw in a different idea not all of them like stick to the wall but it's it's fun to like create something that's a little different a little exciting you know nothing that like is going to like change the integrity of the song but just something to you know have a little ear candy yeah so how did you learn about all this technical like recording stuff? Was it just through trial and error, or yeah, playing mostly, around in your own mostly. apartment? Or I mean, I um, recorded uh, an album. I don't know. I guess it was like embarrassingly like five years ago. And uh, but in that process, like I was very involved in like the mixing stage um, with the producer. So I got to like see like step by step like what he was doing and blah blah blah. blah. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna get program and then and just kind of started like reading a lot of books watching a lot of tutorials like just trying to like figure it out and then um which has been great because it's uh been able we've been able to like demo this material so like i can have a rough cut of like what all these songs are like the 
the shape of them um, and make it sound the best that I can in my apartment, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And then, like, we're able to go into the studio and we know exactly what we're going to do. We know exactly, like, what the format is. So, like, there's no questions about, like, what the performance is going to be. We can, right. can step right So I'm sure it's different from playing a live show. And, like, for this case, like, we're all playing together, but, you know, we're all looking at each other, but there's also, like, a little bit of isolation, you know, just so certain things don't bleed. So, you know, when man goes to mix it, like, things don't interfere, you know. So if there's, like, a, it would be bad right so is that kind of it are you kind of being the the outside ear or do you have like a producer that you trust to kind of be keeping an eye on all of that um I have a producer that I trust like yeah yeah, which I think is awesome because like and I guess it's kind of been the whole thing with this collaborative process too with like having a band like they can bring in their ideas um I can bring in my ideas and then now we have someone that hear this from an outside perspective with an outside opinion that's and with these songs that are relatively new to him you know and so I think that's been like extremely helpful having that kind of ear on it so you're recording right now and I saw that you entered the NPR tiny desk concert (laughs) online you made a video for that right yeah and that was like right before we went into the studio so I was like well we need to practice this song so and, let's just do uh, it. So we're going to go to, so we went over to uh, Justin's house and then we, um, and then I had Ashley like bring the camera. I was like, okay, you're going to be the camera lady and we're just going to. See, this is the camera. bonus of being married to yes, another exactly. artist. Exactly. <laughs> you have another set of hands. <laughs> um, but it seems like, especially in this age of like social media and being able to put like film of yourself out there and audio of yourself out there online you kind of have to be your own publicist and your own producer in a lot of ways. Yeah, is that um, something that's exciting to you or overwhelming? Or, like, how have you juggled that? Are you still figuring it out? Yeah, still figuring it out. I mean, yeah, that's that's the other thing, like, they don't tell you. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like after work. And, I mean, because you want to, like, allow some time to be creative, but then also, like, you realize, like, how important, like, all those things are to know. And I guess, you, you know, like some cases like there's other people to do that for you and but I think it's important that everyone is aware of like how that works like um so I've been kind of excited to like get to know that process or just try to research about that process and so that kind of takes a a little bit of the burden off too like so if I'm traveling and I can't play guitar I'm like well you know I can do some research yeah I can take this time to do that can find 10 people that I want to send this recording to when it's done exactly. or whatever. Exactly. I can figure out how to make a, you know, a YouTube presence. How to get more Twitter followers. <laughs> Are you on Twitter? I am. I don't even know why. I, I don't know. There was like this thing was just like, here's all the social networks your band needs to get on. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like I found myself on all of them and not using any of them. When you do feel yourself like going to the dark side and you're having that day where you just don't feel inspired, like is there anything concrete that you reach for again and again that helps you get out of it? Like a book you always read or a an album you go back to or a place you like to go? I mean, I think mostly I like to get out of my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so I'll start there. Yeah, I think it could be anything 
been sort of great for that. Mm-hmm. You know, meeting and connecting with friends and yeah, music. I listen to music every single day, um, so that always helps. You know, I don't think there's like a particular album. I don't think there's a particular book or a particular walk, but I just know that I have to. I have to get out of my own head. Yeah. That's a new a new endeavor. Yeah, a new endeavor. Uh, my mom. That's cool. My mom was. Uh, she's always painted like throughout the years. So like, um, so we would like do like little projects when I was a kid. But then I didn't really do anything after that. And then I think there was like a point where we just didn't have like anything up on the walls in our new apartment. I was like, oh, we need some artwork. And then then we were like shopping for artwork. I was like, that's expensive. And then I was like, let's go to Michael. <laughs> started painting and then I was like oh man this feels great this is awesome so that's been kind of like a nice other I don't know kind of like method outlet yes yeah what kind of paint are you using I just curl it you know yeah You're just dancing with the canvas. Exactly, yeah. Pretending like I'm Pollock or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I need to come over and see your new apartment and see what all the artwork looks like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Have you seen any shows, like theater shows or concerts lately that you want to recommend? Um, let's see. Well, I went to the Beacon Theater for the first time. also great because there was a venue where I mean it's huge but like you sit down and you like listen to the lyrics and yeah like, you know you don't feel like you're in this like environment where you're like have to stand up and then like most of those venues like I feel like obligated to have a beer in my hand if I'm standing or something <laughs> so you have an activity <laughs> yeah yeah but like at the beacon like hey just sit down listen to the music everyone claps some people dance yeah you know, it's it's a nice venue yeah Lovely. Um, so excited to see that. And then um, also want to go see uh, Marco's new play. I was going to ask if you had seen it yet. No, I got to see it. I know it just opened on Monday. Yeah. Um, our friend Marco Ramirez's new play, The Royale, is at Lincoln Center Theater. Um, we saw a preview maybe two weeks ago or a week and a half ago. It was great. Yeah. So great. He's fantastic. And it's so rhythmic, just like, is it I am Batman or I am not Batman? Not Batman. <laughs> I am not Batman. Yeah. Just like that play that you did back at Actors Theater. Yeah. It involves like a lot of percussion and a lot of percussive sounds and language. Yeah. I would highly, highly recommend it. 
Well, Phil, thank you so much for talking with me. It's such a pleasure. Phil was kind enough to send me a sketch of a new song he's writing called Streets of London. This kind of recording is part of his process to record this kind of sketch once he has the initial lyrics and chords worked out with a new song. I'm so thankful he decided to share this with us. of my heart so thin and so tall I'd rather call and lay than not show up I'd rather give myself away than be bought but when the sun gives herself Colors me crazy, she colors me gray. And on the moon, sweet turn, she colors me pretty, she calls me play. Facebook and iTunes. I'd like to thank the following people for their generosity. 
The Compass cover art is by Kim Miller, music by Brendan Spieth, audio assistance from Nick Choksi, and a special thanks to Frankie J. Alvarez. See you next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.